Welcome back, Knights of the Roll Table, to Season 2 of the podcast. On this season, you'll have to find out what happens for yourself. Roll the intro. Welcome to Knights of the Roll Table, Woo! improvised D&D 5th edition podcast. And my name is Chris Daly. I will be your dungeon master for season two of this podcast. And we are very excited to be here. We're going to go around and have everybody introduce themselves, uh, their real name, and their character that they're playing. My name is Weston. I am playing Coach, the dwarf barbarian. Coach uh, has some spiky armor, a very American football-ish. He's got some beautiful Cory shorts on uh, that show off his delicate and masculine, featurely <laughs> calves. And he is uh, often carrying around his warhammers, looking for people to work in his newly founded mine. And I am Zach Stones, player and not dungeon master. And I am playing Jarek Dark Harbor. Jarek Dark Harbor is a paladin warlock multi-class, Pact of the Blade warlock, Oath of Devotion paladin, criminal background, human. It's a lot of adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, so many. If you care, if you don't care, don't even worry about it. He is a human, kind of darker complexion, dark hair, tan, Lives a lot by the sea, perpetual five o'clock shadow, wears some tattered chainmail armor and a sword in a sheath at his side and a big shield that he hangs on his back with some various supplies and stuff and uh, makes his way through life. All right. My name is Jen Crespo and I will be playing Sarsa Demi-Salt. Ol Sarsa here is a tiefling cleric. Uh, She is a tempest cleric with a sailor background. Uh, She's got dark black skin with bright yellow eyes and fiery red hair. Uh, She wears a long black coat that goes down to her knees, uh, but she's got it sleeveless so you can see her bright white tattoos, uh, celebrating both uh, her love of the sea and her goddess, Selene. Cool. I'm Matt. I'll be playing Silius. Uh He is a half-elf, wild magic sorcerer, who's also a librarian. He's, uh, like, about 5'11", uh, got green eyes, pale, you know, fair skin, gray hair. He's, he's 100 years old, which isn't that old. It's a little above middle age for an, a half-elf. All right. Clearly in a minute. Do you feel like he spends a lot of time explaining that he's not that old? Because you sure do. I feel like you do. Oh, no, that's, I don't, yeah, it's all him. Like, so he's kind of, he's kind of like gone through a midlife crisis maybe a little bit. I think he's a little sensitive about the fact that he's 100 years old. Having some aches and pains he didn't used to have, (laughs) not as spry. Like, I turned 40 this year and I pointed it out to a lot of people, but but that's not that old. It's the same thing about 100. (laughs) Okay. It's just before midday in the realm of Marcasia. A small dwarf barbarian and a half-elf sorcerer are walking along the south road towards Emberbrook. You guys see some fog cover in the background of kind of walking towards the 
coastline, but it's way in the distance. It's a pretty nice day, but there's there's a threat of fog coming in, uh, which is kind of strange for the middle of the day. But um, nonetheless, you head on towards Emberbrook. Uh, this has been a long journey for you guys, almost 30 days worth of traveling with each other. And uh-huh. you're very excited probably to arrive at your final destination. What, how, what are you guys doing to mark your last day of travel together? Uh, coach is going to, like, when, are we arriving in the city now? or uh, Not quite. You're still, you're still about, an, uh, I'd say, about half an hour out. But we can see it. You can see it. I'm going to kiss that beautiful ground once we hit it. Oh, I can't wait for you to see, to, to see Emberbrook. It's, it's just the loveliest town. I, you, you meet my friends. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, are we looking... Uh, like your friends, the big ones, like you said, there's lots of dwarves, lots of burly people. Are they like at the coast? Man, do you notice that fog looks kind of uh, angry? It's, it's, a, it's a harbor town. I mean, there's fog rolled in. It's a little bit marine layer. You know, I'm sure it's fine. I'm, I'm from inside of a mountain, so I don't get a lot of fog going on, oh, I guess. The views when that fog's not there. Is, have you ever seen the ocean? No. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, that's fantastic. Is it that... But no, I can't see anything. Too much fog. That's because there's fog. That makes sense, yeah. I need you both to roll perception checks, please. Oh, gosh. Well, that's a one. Uh, (laughs) uh, Plus two, so uh, a total of three. Good opening. So Leah's got a 12 plus a zero, which is 12. Okay. So that fog, man, it's really really out there. You hear a rustling uh, from the tree line about... 50 feet away. When, what is the problem, Silius? We're like right here. Uh, did, did you not hear the... Busting out from the tree line, you see this, at first, what looks like a pile of sticks. Then, as it gets closer to you, you see that it has legs, arms, and a head. But it's made up entirely of sticks and vines and twigs. Oh, I need man. you to roll initiative. Oh gosh! <gasps> well, what did we? How many minutes did it How did that even? I into it. It's rolling. It's getting closer to you. It's kind of shambling uh, towards uh, you. Thirteen for Silius. Okay. Silius, you like fire stuff, right? Oh yes, I love fire. Oh, I got eighteen. It's making kind of a crackling, uh, biting noise. Coach, you're up first. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I am. He might be friendly. It's approaching you very quickly. I don't think he's friendly. Do you really? Are you friendly? Free action. Yeah, I don't trust it. Uh, Coach is going to pull out his warhammers. Right. He might uh, just have a breathing problem. <laughs> yeah, sticks with a breathing problem. I, I have asthma. It's <laughs> the <laughs> Darth Vader of groups. Get the inhaler. <laughs> uh, does it look pokey? Does anybody have like... any Claritin? <laughs> it's allergic to This himself. episode brought to yeah. you by Claritin. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, does he look pokey? Does he look like, does, does he look like if I grab him, uh, will it s- spike me back? Uh, he, he's. N- you can't tell from this distance. Um, I mean, let, you'd have to get closer to him to see if he's pokey pokey, but he definitely looks like there are sticks pointing out of his, you know, different joints and things like that. So How far away is this thing? Could it run up to uh, Well, now it's, now it's about 30 feet away. Oh, yeah. Because my movement's 35. All right, uh, Silius, so we practiced this. Remember, I'm going to run around behind him, give him a good old grab-grab, 
And you gotta shoot him in the face. Okay, I just ho- I hope it's not a friend. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna it run. Won't be after this. I'm gonna run up behind, or, yeah, try and swing around it. Okay. Is, is it like a large creature? Is it a small creature? It's is medium it... size. It's oh, yeah. About, it's it's about getting grabbed. I'm gonna try and grapple tall. it. I'm gonna yeah. burst into a rage with my bonus action and try right. and grab it from behind. All right, roll with advantage. Yeah. 21. I'm gonna get a you. Negative two for strength. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, uh, you beat him with the ten. Hold still. So it just goes. <laughs> hey, Silas, I got him. Hit him in the face. Right. He's one of those bolty fire things. I, I feel bad about this. Silas so will conjure up a firebolt. Yeah. Uh huh. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Look. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. tree, tree person. If... There's no way that this could go wrong. <laughs> get him. Come on. Get him. Coach I'm, I'm is holding throw, a pile of kindling. I'm, I'm going to throw this. <laughs> Coach, uh, I'm not sure this is a good idea. This but is the best idea I've ever had. Here we go. And he hurls the moat of fire. Wait, was that a fireball? <laughs> no, not a fireball. No. <laughs> like, fireball. Fire bolt. Fire bolt. Oh, thank fire goodness. Bolt. Don't worry. Okay, roll. roll. And he's restrained. That's right? a critical so hit. Get... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So roll your dice and then double. That would be uh, 17 fire damage to his face. Total? Yes. Okay. So Coach is holding this this Poor twig guy. creature, and this moat of fire gets thrown from Silas, and the fire just hits him, and all of a sudden poof, bursts into flames, and the little twigs kind of like slowly just kind of burn out like a like a really fast burning incense candles, except there's a, about a hundred of them, like flash paper. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, just, Oh, yeah. It, it singes you a little bit, but you just kind of brush off. But the overwhelming, relaxing scent of rosemary really just kind of... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a little I, I, bit of... That's delicious. I feel I'm a, gather up a little bit honeysuckle. Of, I feel a know. bit bad about that. I think Maya would like this. Oh. Well, anyway, let's continue on to Emberbrook. In the town of Emberbrook. <laughs> In the town of Emberbrook, we cut to Thorpe Cottage. This is uh, owned by... Uh, Jasper Thorpe. He has hired both Jarek and Sarsa to come out because critters are attacking his place, his words, and he needs you guys to investigate. This is the first job you've gotten in several weeks, so why not? All right. Listen, Sarsa, we're just going to go in there. We're going to clear out whatever critters are in there. So it I'm should not be worried easy. about what's going to happen in there. I'm worried about what's going to happen afterwards, all right? Oh, because- good. Oh, good you're here. Um, Listen, uh... It's in there. It's, yep. it's in my living area, and I need you to go in there and get rid of it. Kill it if you have to. All right, listen. I, don't I, I've you never worry. seen anything like it before. Well, Could well, you just try and describe it just a wee bit so we know what we're getting into? Well, it's a, it moves very fast, but it's it's got a tail, but it's also very fuzzy. Like a like, squirrel? Like a dog. Oh, like a dog. We can, but, we can kill but a dog, But it doesn't right? have legs. Ew. Like a... Like a snake dog? Like a worm yes, dog? Yes, that's it. Like a snake dog. All right. I don't need to know exactly what it is to kill it. Let's get in there, Jarek. Uh, I'm super uncomfortable. Hey, listen. No, the sooner Jasper. we kill this thing, no, the sooner no, we can go on. back and have a pint. Listen, uh, we're going to need half half payment in advance to oh. kill your worm dog. Oh, all right. It's it's three gold, right? Four. Four? Well, yeah. Uh, There's right. extra for tails. All right. Uh, here's four gold Thank pieces, you. and he hands it to you. Uh, see? Here. All right, and, and then and then five more if you can get it out in the next 20 minutes. All right, we got you. All right, come on. All I'll right. go first. You're okay, going so in first. Cover me. So you guys head inside this like uh, cottage. <laughs> you guys head inside this uh, cottage, and um, at first it looks like a pretty 
standard kind of one-bedroom apartment. Uh, there's a little kitchenette area. There's a little uh, area with a, a rocking chair. Uh, I'm going to write of down a... worm dog. <laughs> snake dog? Snake dog. No. Um, also, like right dog. before we head in, though, she's gonna or Sars is gonna just put her hand on Jarek's back, and when she says "you first, uh, she's gonna go ahead and cast guidance on him. So you get a little D four. Oh, I feel nice. Okay, just in case. So very uh, there is a there is a back door to probably an outhouse in the back. Uh, there's a little cot set up for sleeping. So he lives alone, and you know he mines the the gardens on the edge of town uh this is kind of on the edge of town so uh you go in there you don't see right away any snake dog of any kind um so what would you like to do uh i guess i would look under things where a dog-sized <laughs> creature that didn't have legs there's a bed there is a uh furnace um that that has like wood inside of it um there's a table with a tablecloth over top of it. Mm, and uncomfortable. All right, I'll look first under the tablecloth and then under the bed. All right, you go over to the tablecloth. And Sarsa, where are you at this point? Uh, I'm behind him, but okay. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, can I go ahead and cast my spiritual weapon uh, just in the center of the room? Sure. And get my big uh, Burn those glowing spots. anchor going. All right. Okay, just, you know. All right. Just ready. Sure. All right. Spiritual, spiritual weapon, weapon is, is an It is a giant glowing anchor appears in the middle of the room. Sorry, so we're not going to need your ghost anchor. It's just a dog or whatever. We're fine. Listen, you can never be too prepared. All right. All right. You I'm... lift up the tablecloth. <laughs> There's nothing in there. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm going to try the bed. Okay. It's kind of like a cot. Uh, there is a uh, blanket that's been kind of, it's not made up. It's kind of. Uh, a little bit untidy, uh, but it's covering up enough of the bottom so you can't quite see under there unless you lift up the blanket. I'm gonna like get up on the cot and then like reach down and pull the cover up. So if it like lunges out, that you're gonna way, get on it. the cot. Yeah. Okay. Gently. <laughs> Roll a stealth check. Yeah. I'm not for that me. Stealthy. For lack of springs. <laughs> Fifteen total. Okay, that's you are able to kind of just gently, barely get get on this cot. Nothing seems to happen when you get on it. So you lift up the blanket, and out from underneath the cot scurries this long, five foot, fuzzy, worm kind of shaped thing. And the best way to describe this is it looks like a poodle without any legs with kind of a snake body. And it's Gross. kind of moving along as going. And it is literally kind of dog and snake combined together. Poodle snake. Got calling it. it a snake a doodle. <laughs> <laughs> so I need you two snake to roll initiative. Oh, oh, this is weird. All and right. it's coming straight for Sarsa. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, two. Oh, that's, oh. A, that's a natural one. That's a three. That's a three. That's a three for me, too. I don't know where my friends went. That's right. a, I'm an adventure. Uh, the snake. Had, so you got what? Three? A two. A two? And you she got. Has a three. Well, I have a three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully right. it rolled the a one. Snake and Doodle uh, rolled a four. Oh! <laughs> Thank God. So it's going first. So it comes towards. But, I mean, if it <laughs> ran out, did I, did I get an attack of opportunity with my big old uh, 
anchor? No, it's in the middle of the room. Had to try. Um, that's a good try. Okay, so it is going to attack Sarsa. It kind of leaps up uh, and it tries to attack your leg. Oh, um, no. It is going to roll a 14. A miss. All right. So it snaps, but yeah. the recoil is not quite um, uh, strong enough to hit you. Uh, Sarsa, it's your turn. So I'm going to... Um, do an attack with my spiritual weapon first. Um, okay. So that's going to be Bonus action. an eight to hit. Okay. Uh, that will miss. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to go ahead and then and I'm going to sacred flame him myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be, uh, he's going to have to make a dex save. Okay. Uh, Twelve. That's a miss. Okay. Or I mean, it's a hit on my end. It's a yeah. miss on his yep. end. So he's going to take, um, we're fifth level, so he's going to take 2d8. So that's going to be 4 plus 7, so 11 damage. You can see this sneak-a-doodle kind of like, <laughs> kind of hisses and, and, and yips at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's very unsettling. Uh, Jarek, you're up. All right, I'll scramble off the cot and grab my, draw my vicious longsword and uh, hoist my shield also. And it sees you scrambling it. and it it's kind of turns towards Cling, cling, cling. <laughs> and uh, attack with my vicious longsword. Okay, make an attack. Roll a 23. That definitely hits. Two plus six. That's a eight damage. Describe your victory. <laughs> so I take... So I definitely, like, clumsily fall off the cot onto my shield, scramble up on my shield, and pull the longsword and, like, just bring the longsword hard down on it and cut it in half right through its (laughs) poodle body. (laughs) (laughs) Jarek, that is disgusting. It it stops. It stops twitching. He said it was just the one, right? Uh, He said, I don't know, did he say critter or critters? (laughs) The whole oh, no, I can't believe that we've been reduced to being Fuzzy. rodent exterminators. That's not a rodent. Have you ever seen that kind of thing before? No, it's downright degrading. I, I heard a yelp. Is it dead? Jasper, yes. how many of those were there? Uh, just the one. All right, okay. it's dead. All right, we got it. Now oh, there's two. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Hope it's not a worm. <laughs> uh, it's... It's like exactly a like you described. It's a snake of, dog. So I mean, if I had to say, I might call it a snake-a-doodle. <laughs> oh, right. Well, can you get the body out of, please? I, oh, that's going to cost you extra? Yeah, that's going to be a little bit extra. Oh, I'm, I actually only had four gold. I'm so sorry. I'll get paid on Friday. Jasper, come on, man. I, I'm sorry. I will, I, I will stitch this thing back together and leave it under <laughs> your cot. No, no. You, I, I'll, I'll pay you more. I can you, give you a there's muffin. There's going to be interest on that. Would um, you take a, a, cor- a corn muffin as a down payment? Is a corn muffin yeah. worth six gold? I mean, I could make a lot of them. How I, much is a corn muffin I just worth? Don't like, have, legitimately, could we a like corn muffin is about like listen, three all right, well, you're coming like by. You're coming yeah. by at the end of the week, and you're going to have the rest of our payment. Of Otherwise, course. we're going to find more of these, and we're going to infest your whole cottage with them. Yes, yes, no, of course. I, right. I'll pay you first thing. I, Jared, I let's go back. I need a paint. You did say it was a down payment. <sighs> After, <sighs> thank you so much. Oh, I really appreciate it. I'll pick the half with the tail up by the tail and leave the other. <laughs> Leaving the dog head around. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> As a reminder. He's like, he's like, thank you, thank you so much. And he goes back in his cottage and he goes, ah! <laughs> uh, what, I like toss that part of the body in like the side of a road somewhere. Jarek, where, where did you find this guy? He came to found us. I feel like we're getting the word out. It's going well. 
We're getting the word out that we can kill little little creatures that look like wee puppy dogs. Hey, we made a profit, all right? We're fine. We were saving we're princesses. Well. What's going on now? Well, if you have any missing princesses, Aye. then like, let me know. But until then, we can kill dog snakes. Where are you guys heading? Oh, uh, to the pub. Okay, yeah. back to Wayfinders. Mm. Hi. You've started a tavern known as Wayfinders, which you run semi, you know, not very successfully uh, as a tavern, but it's also been known to be your point of contact for clients that want to hire you to do some light adventuring. Um, this was Jarek's master plan to kind of do right and help people, and it hasn't really taken off the way that you hoped. Regarding Wayfinders, the tavern, I think it's definitely it's definitely the kind of place you'd walk in and go like, how is this a business? Yeah. Like you walk into those like there's like five dodgy stools. corner businesses that have bad location yep. and there's like It's only open for like three hours a day. Yeah, weird hours, not yep. consistent. There's an old guy in the corner who clearly always sits at that table and like has weird stuff there so nobody else can sit. If you walk in as a stranger, everybody, the four people there all stare at you like yeah. you don't belong. It's like Jessica Jones alias investigations, like it's never open and the window's always broken. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just <laughs> why is this a business? For different uh, reasons. So I think really well Sarsa and Jerry are both not very good at businesses. So you guys make your way back. It takes about 10 minutes to head back to Wayfinders. And uh, you come inside the pub. You see Biddles. He's like, hi, hi how's it going, guys? <laughs> hi. Uh, um, hey, listen, how's uh, business? Hey, there's, a, um, there's this uh, little dwarf um, in on the table, um, number three. And uh, and that guy, um, the the elf guy. And you look oh, and Lord. it's... Salias, and he's next to he's back already. A, uh, a dwarf that is not his husband. I thought you said we had at least six months without him. It's only been three. I don't know. He must have walked. He walks faster now. Uh, hey, Wait, Sarsa. How you doing? Sarsa. Oh, it's so wonderful to see you, you both. Sarsa, you have to pay Sarsa for goes behind the bar and pours herself like half a, a full like pint glass, just straight whiskey. You have to pay for them. I would be paying for them if we had actually gotten paid in full today. They're always gold. like this. Uh, They're like an old married everyone. couple. Uh, you shut your damn mouth. Who is this? What is this? Oh, this is this is my friend Coach. We were on an adventure together. It was very exciting. It yeah, was a bunch of fire things. Are you guys okay? It's kind of a loaded question. You're we, the one walking into our pub, not even asking for an introduction. We killed a poodle snake. I just, I, just, I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> coach, Jerick, Jerick, Coach, Coach, Sarsa, Hi, Sarsa, um, Coach. I'm Salius, you know that. Of course, to me, to your, those are very short shorts. Yeah, what happened to your hey, uh, your riches there, Boyle? Salius, you said that these were your friends? Yeah. We're the best of friends. Just then... You see um, the silhouette that's very bright. It's very dark inside of Wayfinders because you just don't put out any we candles. We can't torches. Yeah, <laughs> torches, um, sconces or anything. Right, and um, you see, so you see a silhouette, uh, but it's a shorter silhouette, and you just hear, where is he? Uh, you come in town and you didn't even come and see your own husband. Jamin! Lee, I told you, you got to come see me before you come see anywhere else. Oh, this is Jabin. Hey, Jabin. Silius runs over and picks up, or tries to pick up <laughs> Jabin in a hug. You, you can't lift me there. Put me down. Oh, I, I, I thought you were out on, uh, on, on, on tour right now. Yes, that was a week ago. I don't know. I've been on the... You have to meet Coach. 
Oh, Coach. This uh, it's me. Coach. Hello. Oh, Meet he- Jabin. Jabin, Coach. Coach. Hello. Coach and I went hey, on Hey, Jabin. Uh, uh, hi. Um, it's actually been a while since I've seen another dwarf, well, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, there's quite a lot of us here, uh, you'll find. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. In the, in the realm. Um, Jabin, good to see you. Would you uh, like to purchase a round? Uh, may I have a word with my husband, please, for just a minute? Mm. Oh, fine. Yes, we'll, sure. be right, we'll be right back. All right. Um, David, you, how you been? No, you can I talk to you for a yes, minute? Yes, of course. What are you doing bringing back another dwarf? What are people going to say? <laughs> I knew oh, going to happen. Jamin, I didn't... <laughs> you, you're walking into town. You've been walking with this this man Have you? for a couple of weeks. I mean, you said you were bringing somebody back, but I didn't imagine you were going to bring back another dwarf. Well, he's looking for other dwarfs who can... And a muscular one. Look at those shorts. What are you thinking? I, I Ugh, nothing I, compared to you. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure he's. A Have very, you met him? <laughs> I've just. Did. I hate to interrupt you, fellas. He's got very. We're having a private. Word. I understand, and you're welcome to have it in here as long as you're buying a few drinks. But if not, you're going to have to step outside. <laughs> oh, this is straight whiskey. I. It's your special. What blend. did you want it to be? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was meat or something. That was. Wow, that was Bittles very unexpected. Like, well, I, we have we have uh, water if you'd like water. Well, I don't no, need water. Bittles, what did I tell you? You'd never rough on water. Oh, sorry. Although, I, I, mean, I mean, hydration is important. <laughs> Look here. Let let us get three meads. <laughs> Do we still have meads? We have meads. Yes, if you haven't drinking them all, I will go get the mead. Three meads and Zelis will plop down. Bar. I assume he's been there enough where he knows how much that costs. Well, I'm yes. going back to the library, Jay, and when you're done having your little adventure time, you can head. Back to the library. I'll see you at the festival. Hi, Jabin. Bye, Jabin. Yes, Good to are see you, you all coming to the unveiling? Oh, I forgot that was coming up. You yeah, might want to do that. That's happening in about an hour. What's what's? Oh, what's un- today? What are we unveiling? I did yeah, not know what unveiling. it was. You guys, we, it's the you guys statue don't remember? Of, it's the statue, it's of, the statue of the local of hero. Of the local hero they're unveiling today. I can't believe that you guys forgot about that. I thought we were the local heroes. So, yeah. well, I, I guess I'll, I'll tell your friend here. So about a year ago, um, there was a man named uh, Massimo Lionheart. Uh, Massimo he, he was a local uh, adventurer. He was, bo- well, he wasn't born here. He's a Goliath. Very large oh, one. Do you know what a Goliath is? Very, very large. Yes. How many uh, How many boulders do you think he could lift? <laughs> well, none. He's dead. Oh, he died about a year ago. So and so they're, now. In, they're, they're unveiling a statue <laughs> of him in the town heroes. square and everyone's coming. Darn in it. fact, the queen's going to be here. Did you hear that? <gasps> Mora? Yes, yes. And I believe your friend, uh, the, the Rocky guy is going to be here. Oh, cobbles! So anyway, I'm going back to prepare the library just in case they come in. And I suggest you come in and, and you know, in, invest a little time in your investment, husband. And he walks out. Of course, Jay. And before, before he leaves, uh, Silas will give him a little kiss on top of the head, which is clearly like how they... Don't kiss the- my forehead. And he walks Love out. You. While they were talking, uh, Sarza has poured two little shots of whiskey and she puts one right in front of Silas. And she says, boy, oh, after that conversation, I think you're going to need that. You can count that one on me. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> I'm not completely sure there's not lantern oil in that, so careful. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. There was something different. Is my beard burning? You're fine. It feels like my it's my mustache Listen, is a mate, I, I hate to I hate to pry into your personal business, but uh, your hobby there seems a wee bit ticked off. Oh, he gets that way when I go on it. Well, I only have a data point of one, but he was a, he was very upset after our last adventure too. It it happens when I'm gone for a while. He misses me so. Suppose we should go to that there unveiling then. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, we'll 
I mean, I don't know. Biddles, I... can you handle the thriving business here while we're gone? A couple, an hour or so? Oh, sure. I mean, everybody's going to be in the central town square anyway. So, I mean, I mean, if anybody comes in, I'll, I'll give them some I mean, uh, give them, I'll, sell, I'll sell them something. I'll there sell them something. There you go. Thank you. Sorry. Coach, do you, do you I, want to come I'm, with I'm, me I'm to the I'm learning. Library? I'm learning. <laughs> well, I suppose I should see whatever is lying. What is who? Lionheart? Massimo Lionheart. That's uh, okay. So, yeah, well, we so can go. Sure. Zajaric and Sarsa and Salias, you know that uh, Massimo Lionheart was someone that uh, was not born here because he was a Goliath, but Goliaths usually are uh, with their tribe and uh, unless they're exiled. So this guy kind of took Emberbrook as a home. He was basically on his way out, and then something happened, as adventurers do, and he formed a little adventuring party and... Got some notoriety because he started killing a lot of monsters that were kind of in the realm and uh, became a big deal. Until a year ago, he and his adventuring party, legend has it, uh, went out and something happened and he died. And uh, he was a hero of the realm and there was a big deal because he kind of called Emberbrook home. So they have made a statue, local uh, craftsmen and guild artisans, some dwarves. Well, don't rightly understand why they see the point in making a statue to a hero who was dumb enough to get himself killed. Yeah, see, that's... Well, listen, not everybody who dies... Never mind. Did, did they find the body? They never found the body. Just saying. Does Wouldn't it make more sense to be making a statue to somebody that's alive to appreciate it? Does the year-old legend uh, include how he died or what he was fighting for? Do people know or is it uh, just a mystery? Yeah, so uh, the, the legend is, you know, a little ways above um, where Emberbrook is, um, the next major kind of landmark is there's a kind of something called the, the Scorchlands. It's basically a desert. And in the middle of the Scorchlands, there is an entrance called Darkwell. And the rumor, although you guys have never been there, is it leads underground to some sort of underground dwelling. And that's where people were supposedly being sucked into or taken into or kidnapped. So Massimo's adventuring party, which included two other people, um, went in. They came out. Um, the next day, but Massimo did not come out. You heard different rumors about his demise, that he went up in a burst of flame, that he himself uh, was taken, that he lives down there now. So there's a lot of different you know, rumors. No one really knows how he died. And the people that were with him were reluctant to really talk about it. And are they still in town or are they They out? are not from Emberbrook and you don't know much about them. So they just kind of joined him to go on this adventure and then took off? They they were together as an adventuring party for a couple of years. Mm. Okay, so well, that's really interesting. Uh, so that's so you guys relay this to Coach and. Uh, um, I heard this guy disappeared in the dark well on the other side of the Scorchlands. Let's definitely never go there. Okay. I, I've no death wish. I've no interest in doing a fool's errand like that. If the siren's call of adventure happens, we might need to go. What do you know about sirens, Salius? I've read about them. As well, you're saying, I'm pretty sirens, sure sirens call, are a bad thing. You hear in the background. Does that happen a lot? Some trumpets. Uh, it sounds like it's coming from the dock ward, and there's, you know, something being announced. We look that way. It's probably our wee princess. You're inside. We go outside and look that way. <laughs> I think. Where's everybody? Oh, okay. Come on, so, coach. All right, here we okay. go. I really need to get to the library. 
Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your new Dungeon Master for Season 2 of the podcast. I am kind of new to DMing, as you can probably tell by listening to the show, but because one of the goals of this show is to help people learn to play D&D, I think it's really cool that we're also showing that you can learn to run D&D as well. I'm certainly learning a lot, and I'm sure those of you that are aspiring Dungeon Masters can learn a lot from my failure, so please, please let me know what you think, and we welcome feedback of all kinds. I just want to say a quick thanks to the cast for letting me take the reins for Season 2, and also to our families and spouses for allowing us to play this game that lets us act like kids and play improv with dice. Honey, thank you. You're the best. But mostly to all the listeners for rating, reviewing, and hitting that subscribe button to the show. We know we are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there, so we really, honestly, thank you so, so, so much for listening and giving us a chance. We've had a lot of great feedback, but if you haven't left us a comment on iTunes, please do so, because we may read it out loud during the announcements, like this one from Jared Actor. As a D&D outsider, only played once a long time ago, I really enjoy this podcast. It gives me the feeling of being in the room with these fine folks. Lots of action and lots of laughs. Highly recommend this fun-filled romp. Five stars. Well, thanks, Jared Actor. We'd love to have you in the room with us if you are ever in town. That's weird. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I have to ask everybody else. That's awkward. Okay, um, well anyway, Jared Actor uh, leaves a great review, and uh, if you want to leave a review too, you can as well. Be sure to check out new art from me on Instagram, at our Instagram, at Knights of the Roll Table Podcast, or you can always check out my personal account at Daily Tunes RPG, where I can do some custom art for you if you have a group or a character that you want to see illustrated That's what I do. Uh, Weston Gardner, who does all of our theme music and editing, has the best dice tower among us and can also make a custom RPG anthem for you. You can find out more at Make My Anthem on Twitter or Instagram. And you can also leave us feedback or ask any how-to D&D questions, knightsoftherolltable at gmail.com. And finally, follow us on Twitter at RollTable. We are building our Twitter community one follower at a time. Let's get back to the action, and don't forget to make life an adventure. <laughs> you guys can't see the the uh, the harbor and the um, the dock ward itself because there's a couple of buildings in the way. But what you do see is from the sky, floating down, is a caravan. Uh, kind of a uh, pontoon boat sort of thing. It's almost like a ship, but it's very square and rectangular, and it has some adornments and flags on it, and it's floating down. Always nice to and see how subtle the royals are these days. Do you guys just have, like, floating uh, docks or something? Taint normal. I imagine that's probably something to do with the queen that's visiting us. Salias, she has a little thing about royalty. Don't bring it up. Salias has heard of... Local natural resources, although they don't really happen around here, but closer to Falcon Reach, which cause the power of flight uh, for certain things. What would, what would the name of that be? Uh, you've heard it referred to as night crystals. Oh, I wonder if that is night crystals they're using to power that. That would be very interesting. I have a book on that back in the library. Oh, I should really go see Jay. Is he like this? He, uh, he's like this all the time. It yeah, with me so for... it's not just with me. Mm-hmm. I hope your, your journey here was really fun. 30 days of this. Mm-hmm. 
It was quite a Long. thing. Listen, we've just met now, Coach, but I'll tell you, there's a reason we let him go off on by himself. Oh, sorry. We may have kept him alive. <laughs> All right, what would you guys like to do? I, I think Salias needs to go patch up some things with his husband. <laughs> All right, so you want to go back to the library? Yeah. Okay, so, so, so Lisa's going to go to the library. What would you three like to do? I'd probably hang out outside of Wayfinders and kind of, like, try to draw in some business by, like, not, like, straight up, like, hey, come on in. There's drink specials. But, like, oh, I found, like, I'm walking by and I'm like, oh, I, I heard that place is really good. I heard they have a really fine <laughs> Sorry, whiskey. Sir. Don't you? I thought you owned this place. Shut up, coach. I'm so doing there a thing. are, uh, Wayfinders is kind of close to the town square. And because it's within the hour, you notice a lot of the townsfolk uh, are gathering around, but they are trying to get a good seat, like like you would for a Disney parade. They're parking. They're trying to get. There's this veiled sort of mass in the middle, which you've heard is probably the statue, statue. although no one has seen it. Is it uh, there's also a little deck about four feet high, which you imagine is going to be for somebody to say something. And a lot of people are gathering around. You're trying to uh, bring people in. I don't know local like alcohol laws, but I feel like we could just go out there and like offer people, offer to sell people drinks. Emberbrook is a, is a very merchant heavy town. So after the, the whistle blows, so to speak, um, people walk around with tankards and mugs and stuff. But this is still during the working day. This is a very special event that's happening. Uh, make a persuasion check for me, Jarek. To see if you can persuade anybody to come in the bar. Ooh, one order three, but I have good persuasion. That Not same. that good. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Just for perpetuity. <laughs> I have plus eight persuasion, so that is an 11. 11. All right. So you see some people walk hey. by and they <laughs> kind of talk to them. Down there, drinky, they they yeah. kind of smile at you and they're like, I hear it's not that good. And <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, I heard that. Uh, <laughs> Sarsa is going to like grab. You, some kid is like, oh, look, I know what a wayfinder is. And he's like, come on, dear. And <laughs> just keep pulling them. <laughs> Sarsa is going to grab like a half empty brown bottle off like one of the shelves behind the bar. And she's just going to sit on the corner of the building, like kind of scowling towards the statue while she drinks it with her arms crossed. Like she's like you not really helping. With statues too. <laughs> she's just not really happy about anything that's happening right now. Like yeah. she's just kind of angry. except for Celia being there. She's thrilled about that. Best. Yeah. <laughs> so I I heard you guys are heroes. You saved some. Okay, Celius, just level this out for me. Celius said that you guys, that he mm-hmm. saved a princess. It's true. We did manage to save a princess. Of course, you saved a princess. We got paid our gold. And unfortunately, though, that was about eight months ago, and I'm afraid we haven't had much luck since then. Yeah, she's actually a queen now. You'd think that would pay a little bit better. There'd be some favors or so. Well, but, she didn't uh, even reach out that she was going to be in town, and old Carlos can't even spare the time to drop a note. Well, I don't know if he can read in his defense. So. Oh. Just feel like if he actually cared about us, he'd let us know, or at least pay us a visit. It's been eight bloody months. We're doing fine, all right? We have this fine establishment and you have the the curvy swell and uh we're doing make fine. way for the queen make way for the queen and you hear this kind of da 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 and a procession kind of slowly comes down within your eyesight now uh to the town square a couple of soldiers are approaching the town square as well uh, many people are starting to clap and kind of cheer and they're getting up on shoulders and, and on balconies and they're trying to see uh, a view of the royal processional party that have 
come in, um, you see a couple of people walk into view. You see uh, the mayor of the town, who is Evette Rosales. She's a human female. She's talked to you about kind of keeping the standards up of the outside of your bar. And she's like, well, good luck with that. You know, she like the HOA of the city. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little bit. She's, she's very um, specific about details. These paint colors do not fit with the overall aesthetic that we're trying to achieve here. So (laughs) you see her, you see her actually kind of like walking into the square and like, uh, pointing her fingers at the corners of the people's mouths like oh, don't forget to smile you know this kind of oh, like geez. sort of thing so she walks in so um, it kind of spits on the ground as she walks by like immediate, not pointedly immediately behind like, her there's a couple of soldiers and then behind them you see this uh seven foot tall earth genasi gray skin kind of short cropped white kind of rocky looking hair and uh he's carrying a big old warhammer over his shoulder looking around he's wearing a black vest it's a little bit formal for him um this is this is your old friend cobbles Cobbles. do you guys know him that's our guy we know him but it's been a moment does he need work behind cobbles (laughs) behind cobbles um you see um very shorter compared to cobbles a small uh darker skinned white hair and she's wearing this glowing kind of white dress with um a hooded cape over her and this is queen mora she is a 16 year old uh, asimar um that has ascended to um the, the the throne behind her there are two other figures one of them is a very darkly clad drow male uh he is in capes and uh, kind of a dark blue, sort of shimmery cloak uh, with dark trousers. And he has a white goatee with short cropped white hair, very dark skin, almost midnight uh, blue. Next to him, there is a human female who has who is dressed with kind of a, a corset and some uh, longer draped sleeves. She has a uh, high collar, and she's carrying uh, a little book next to her. Uh, and then there's some other people that are kind of like, you know, attendants and things like that. So they're all kind of making their way into the square. Hey, uh, hey, big guy. You, no, hey, come back. No. Coach, no. what are you doing? He's busy. Well, I know. Maybe he Obviously needs, too good to be talking to us these days. He needs like a side gig or... All right, you know what, Coach, 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 stop. Look, I... I will introduce you before you get clubbed in the head, all right? Let's lay low for a minute. Fine. You and see, I'll kind of make my way up there towards Cobbles. You actually see Cobbles kind of looking around, and he sees you, and he kind of does that thing where, you know, you see somebody's like, he kind of lifts his head up like, Hey. Hey. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, he, and he just, he kind of turns back to Mora, and Mora looks at him, and she's like, she kind of gives him a nod, like smile, and she's like, go ahead, you know, and he kind of thum, 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 like kind of mm-hmm. almost knocks over this baker with a bunch of rolls, like, <laughs> and he just like stammers through, and he's like, Jarek, Jarek, oh, so good to see you. Hey, man, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. doing really good. I'm doing good. I'm sorry I haven't been able to come here. Sooner. Well, that's okay. You tend to. You probably wouldn't fit in the door anyway. How? You, what's What's going on lately? Oh, well, um, the queen, I'm, uh, Mora, uh, Queen Queen Mora, her mm-hmm. highness. It's just, I just, it's hard to call her that all the time. Um, well, you know, we're we're here to uh, unveil the statue because it's a hero. 
Yes, that is correct. We've heard Hi, that. Cobbles. You remember Sarsa, and he gives you a big old hug and almost crushes you. <laughs> Sarsa's like trying so hard to be mad, but like she can't. Sarsa, <sighs> I tried to write a letter to you. I couldn't really write it. My pencil kept breaking. <laughs> you, you, you just get like a slate. <laughs> it's just beat up. Like, what the, why would... Who did... Um, you know what, Cobbles, it's okay. I won't lie. I was a wee bit disappointed when I didn't hear from you. But it's really good to see you. Well, the, the, they, they pay me really good and I, I, I'm i staying busy. And I, I actually have a couple of people that I'm in charge of that I have to tell, you know, to watch the queen. Oh, oh middle you're... management, look at you. Wow. Yeah. I think about this time, Silas would be sort of like dragging Jabin out of the library. <laughs> okay. Come on, we have to, we don't want to miss the unveiling. All right, I'm right, I'm right behind you. Don't have to pull me, I'm not a child. Uh, I just don't want you, I, I want to spend time with you, but I need, I want so to see this. You you see uh, Jarek and Sarsa and Coach, and they're talking to Cobbles, who you recognize. I assume Jabin knows Cobbles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well... Actually, has he been around enough for that he, to happen? He saw him once, and he he met him briefly. So he just yeah. Oh look! It's 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 cobbles. We have to. We should oh, go over there and see him. Another large man. Yeah. Well, you know that's not my type. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so you guys make your way over. Actually, Mora and and her um, kind of the the party come over towards you as well. And they approach, and everybody kind of is around. Uh, some of the soldiers are kind of like keeping, you know, people back distance, like, uh, keep, keep away, you know, give, give us some room there, everybody. All right. Sarcha kind of does like a super exaggerated, kind of sarcastic, deep, deep bow. Says, hello, your majesty. And Silius does the exact same thing, so there's no sarcasm whatsoever. It's just a super, <laughs> like, overly flourishing bow. And, Your Majesty, it's so wonderful to see you. It is good to see you as well, Silius. He, like, does one of those, like, should I give her a hug? And, like, just, don't, and, and don't, like, stops. No. No. Coach, Coach uh, it's good. probably best if you don't do that, Silius. How are you, Cobbles? It's so good to yeah, see you. Oh, I'm, like, I'm great. Pats uh, him on the arm. <laughs> he doesn't notice. Yeah, I, I, of course he wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, Prince, uh, Queen Mora um, says, I'm sorry we have not been able to visit sooner, but um, it has been busy with my father gone now, and I have taken over, so I'm not allowed to leave that much. Well, I'm just glad you made something of yourself, kid, huh? So sorry for your loss. Well, to I be really honest... I didn't know if you lazy teenagers might just, you know, just fritter away all your wealth, but I guess you're getting along, I so. still try to keep up with my exercises, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I am, They don't let me go out and fight like we did on our adventure, but I try to keep up with well, my uh, training. Probably for the best. Uh, this is my friend Coach, by the way. Coach, oh, oh, hi. Queen it's nice Mora. to meet you. Very, very kind of not slyly is going to whisper to Silius. Well, she's no, uh, she's no Titania, is she? <laughs> she's a bit smaller, and and, Quite not, a bit smaller. and not from the Fae. And, and and not not as powerful as Cindel was. Guys, maybe well, we can talk sure about, about that, that later. Yeah, well, this is uh, you see though the hi, hum, you hi, see the you. human uh, the human female step forward and she says, "Oh, you know of Lady Titania? 
I've oh. heard of of such a powerful being. Well, we've met. I've yes. Uh, yeah, we, we she actually sent us on a mission once. Yeah. She's she's pretty cool, actually. Well, I've only researched her in my books, but I would like to hear more about her, perhaps, if there's extra time. Queen Mora looks back at her and says, uh, Kishara, this is not the time. We should probably get to... Um, uh, the business at hand, uh, but sorry, let me introduce you. This is this is Kishara Fenroth. She's my minister of Arcana, um, and uh, and behind her, the dark-looking fellow, um, that is uh, Nuzir Rom. He is the minister of justice, and he uh, kind of nods his head and says, "Pleasure." Do I do do I notice any uh, symbols of Knights of the Realm? On any of these people, uh, they are all their their forearms are covered at this point. Uh, Sarsa, when she sees the drow and he says pleasure, she'll say, "Oh no, it's all mine, Boyle," and give him a little wink. Huh. He kind of opens his eyes a little wider <laughs> and then realizes he's in the sunlight and kind of squinting again. <laughs> he's just like, hmm. <laughs> um, and he then, wants me, and then. <laughs> Uh, Evett Rosales says, all right, then we're going to get started. Um, if everyone can, uh, please, uh, allow us to start the ceremony. We'll get started now. Okay. Thank you very much. And so she kind of, uh, ushers everybody in, uh, cobbles could we, and could we join the procession. <laughs> no, <Dang it. laughs> uh, the, the soldiers kind of come in and they like they hold off and they're like, okay, give give us some space, give us some space. You hand. came to us. Why are you pushing? This is we can't. And the walls are. Right Mora here. turns around and says, "We'll we'll uh, we will chat later. I'd love to catch up." Cobbles kind of gives a little wave and says, "Like I have to go." And, you know, Jarek, you think we could take this party up onto the roof? Might be able to get a decent view up there. <gasps> That's yeah, you have yeah, you have a roof that you, you can fall off again. You have roof access, yes. That coach, was one coach time. Gonna, coach is going to try and climb up as soon as the other roof. Coach, there's <laughs> stairs. That's a great idea. Don't coach. There's stairs. He, Here we go. He does this. I don't want to replace the moldings. Uh, roll athletics check. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. There's no it's time like advantage because you have pitons. <laughs> And, and rope. He told me about a fence. Just just let it happen. You're making holes in the. This is so awesome. Stop it, Jarek. I want to watch this. Yeah, you do. All right, I'll uh, bet that's you. That's a 19. <laughs> 19. Jeez. You kind of throw this grappling hook rope up there, I and it goes, ting, and you're like, blow on, and then you start like oh, climbing up the rope. <laughs> 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 it's, going <laughs> to it's going to bet you 50 coppers he'd be able to do it. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> Coach, right, why, are you, why are y'all still down? Coach makes it up. up onto the roof. In about ten seconds, down. Coach uh, leaps and kind of splays up there, like a uh, young gazelle going vertical up a wall. Stars um, is just gonna take the stairs. Is okay. it single story? Come or on, Jay. Like upstairs rooms. Hey, Salias, catch the rope. There's like a there's like a small like attic. Salias, grab the rope. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Gra- take the stairs. Salias, right. Coach, grab the rope. No, thank you. When she right. gets up there, I'm gonna uh, have a brand new bottle. You guys <laughs> are. Sarsa continues to drink. Uh, <laughs> you guys are. Are you going up on the roof as well? Yeah, with, with Jay. Okay, so Jabin and Salias are hey, going Jabin, up on the roof. Hey, Jabin, grab the rope. Hey, Jabin. Okay. All right. Does Jabin grab the rope? I don't, I don't feel like he would. Jabin doesn't. He's like, kind of waves, and then he just <laughs> he's he kind of looks at Coach like. Mm. So you know, there's a lot of rustling, and and people are chatting, and they're very excited, and they're looking at the queen. Oh, look at she's glowing with everything. Um, 
and uh, there's a couple of shh, 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 shh. They see Evett Rosales step forward, and she is on this wooden platform. Uh, there's a large, uh, what would you assume is the statue right next to her, and it's a good, like, eight feet tall, uh, cloaked over with um, cloth, and she steps forward, <clears throat> She's, and she says, um, uh, oh, um, and kind of looks over at Kishara uh, Fenro, and Kishara kind of nods and taps her on the shoulder. And then Evett turns back and says, oh, oh thank, thank you. you. And then all of you can hear her as if her voice is projected uh, throughout the entire uh, town square. Oh. And it's, her voice is projected very loud. And she's like, Welcome, Your Majesty, Queen Mora, distinguished council members, citizens of Emberbrook, um, as your guildmaster and representative to the Crystal Council, it is my honor to present this statue of a noble warrior. Now, <laughs> she kind of motions to the people like her kind of trusted lieutenants, and they pull the cloth off, and you see um, a very noble and large figure um, who you can only assume is Massimo Lionheart. Very nice. If only he was still alive. All right, all right. Is the statue, like, life-size bigger, smaller? It's bigger. It's it's kind of cast in bronze. How big, how big are Goliaths? I don't I don't know they're how really, they're... They're seven feet tall. They're seven feet tall. So, not, so as it's, bi- it's not, actually not as big a as, like, a giant or anything. No, no. But yeah, okay. I mean, I suppose if there's going to be a statue after stare at all day, it doesn't hurt that he's quite a lurker. Okay, she's uh, she, she continues... We are gathered here on this day, one year after the death of a true hero of the realm, Massimo Lionheart. Massimo was a champion to the realm of Marcasia, but he called Emberbrook home. He knew that hard work and perseverance were the true measure of a hero, both of which are understood by every guild member and dock worker of this town. We are hard workers, she kind of looks at the queen, Hard workers, and we do a lot for the realm. Yeah, hard work. Woo! Coach looks over at Coach's direction. And says, "Yes, um, Massimo was not born here. As a Goliath, he was exiled from his tribe, looking for a family to belong to. He found our harbor town of vagrants, traders, merchants, and pirates more welcoming, and drove a stake here, along with his fellow adventuring party." And she looks over to someone that you hadn't noticed before. Uh, a dwarf um, that is bald and was kind of in robes, but they're more of a loose-fitting robe. Um, he has wrapped forearms and uh, no, no, it's more <laughs> of a uh, it's more of a monk attire, mm. uh, and uh, and he's got a short cropped beard um, that is blonde. Could have been a mumu. Yeah. Caftan. He helped save our lives countless times from the monster. Monsters of this world. This statue serves as a reminder to the great man that was the noblest hero this realm has ever. <laughs> What's what, what was that? This, this realm has ever. Coach, that laugh's got evil written all over it. So, so he's going to stand up and like look around and see if he can see where that's coming from. People of Emberbrook, you have been lied to. You just hear this voice, very loud, also very projected. Not, you not don't a clear direction quite or anything. see where it's coming from. What is this? 
You come together under false pretenses. The Crystal Council, whom you put so much of your faith in, are murderers. They are also liars. Liars and murderers. One is way worse and than thieves. the other. And thieves. No, liars and murderers. Just liars and murderers, everybody. They sent their... I'm sorry, am I, am I interrupting you? I don't want to... Go on with your thing. Did you lose your place? You were saying thieves, they thieves sent, and liars. They sent their heroes to take murderers. care of... That's right, murderers. All right, stop. Murderers and thieves. No, oh, no, not thieves. Right. I'm sorry, murderers Salius, you're distracting him. Murderers Calm down. Murderers right. and Creepy liars. voice. All right now. And he says, all right now, and then you, you guys did not notice. Uh-oh. Several men that are right in front of the stage... They all have bags on the sides of their hips. They turn back to the crowd, pull out daggers simultaneously at the same time, and slice open these bags. Uh-oh. The bags Don't start glowing. Don't doodles. As long as they're not spiders. I'm the not bags kidding. start glowing, and out of the bags, almost like lots of these gnarled twig humanoid creatures come bursting out one like, after like another on the after another after another so Leas and coach you guys notice that this is very these are very similar looking creatures to the one that you fought that's one of those about things about 10 of these creatures burst out of each bag uh, you recognize this kind of bag as a bag of holding oh. but if it's mm-hmm. cut the dimensional pocket that these things are in bursts open and it doesn't contain what's inside of it anymore so huh. these these twig blights come out, about 10 per bag, and about eight of these are cut open. Gosh. So within a couple of seconds, 80 twig blights and various larger twig blights, uh, which are green color, all surround. There's screaming. There is uh, panic. There are people grasping each other. Several of the vine blights uh, are, go- are going to kind of stamp on the ground and all of a sudden all these vines come out and they start grabbing people's ankles and arms and small children are kind of grasped all so, of a sudden. Oh, so there's all kind of two the kinds, there's like twigs and there's vines? Mostly twig blights and there's a couple of greenish larger vine blights uh, uh, and they're the ones that are causing this kind of entanglement and uh, within about 10-15 seconds the entire central area around the the pedestal where the, the, this platform where the uh, royal party and Evett and the queen are, are all surrounded by these things. And you guys are just seeing this. Well, and this is going to ruin my buzz. We have to help them. And you hear the voice say, Now I'm ready to continue. <laughs>